0: are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in, football fans, to another episode of Locked on NFL here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day with your Tuesday host, Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings and myself, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints. On today's Locked on NFL, May is over. So, Luke, you know what that means. It's going to be. June. It's going to be June. It's not going to be May. May's over.
0: You almost went for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's June 1, and that is an important day across the NFL with some important financial implications. So we'll talk about what this date means for your favorite teams, as well as free agents that are still on the market. Then Lock It or Mock It, talking about which post-June 1 transactions would be smartest for their teams. And finally, Marcus Mosher will join to talk about our dynasty draft strategy for your 2021 rookie drafts. Once again, I'm Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson NOLA on Twitter, joined every Tuesday by Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL. And this is Locked on NFL. And as we talk about these post-June 1 transactions, don't forget, you can also check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show for even more news on the uh, NFL as a whole, doing some great national coverage over there, which you can get wherever you You get your podcast. So, Luke, June 1 is here. This is a big day for the NFL as the calendar flips over to June and we start to get into June 2nd in particular. Why is this date so important across the league?
0: Yeah, so there's... It usually has an importance in like it's a big deadline for contracts, which I might kick back to you to explain kind of what that means. But I think this year it is particularly interesting because of the lower I think mostly because of the lower salary cap, because the 2020 and salary cap is depressed because of the COVID-19 revenue shortfall and all that stuff. So basically a lot of situations in the NFL Might have been resolved, you know, around the draft or even back in March in free agency that are now kind of having to wait until June 1st because contracts work a little differently now than they did yesterday.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and the New Orleans Saints will see something like that as well. Drew Brees' retirement does not become official until June one, and so that will be uh, relieving the one point zero seven five million dollar base salary that he had for the season for the team. And of course, they'll only really get a portion of that because you know some other player will jump up into the top fifty one mm-hmm. where salary caps. Are in. But the big thing when it comes to the money, and I-, I like to try to break this down over the course of four years remaining on a contract. So imagine. That there are four years remaining on a player's contract and $10 million remaining over the course of a signing bonus, which means that evenly dispersed out, you have $2.5 million remaining over the course of those five years. Basically, you could think about this like a dollar and four quarters, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? $2.5 million. 25 cents. So the way that it works is that usually when you cut a player before the post June 1 or before June 2nd, basically, then you end up having all of that money accelerate to when that player was cut, meaning that you owe all 10. Uh, million dollars or all four quarters right away. Now, if you wait until post-June 1 and you wait until June 2nd or beyond, then you only pay what was due for that year. So in that case, mm-hmm. instead of having to pay out all four quarters, you pay off one quarter right now and then you can pay off the other three quarters next season. That's why this is so important because it saves a ton of money for teams right. that otherwise well, would have had to Seven give and up. a
0: half million dollars exactly. to, from one year to the next, moving that money around can really help their books.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So this opens up opportunities for teams, whether they're trading or cutting players, to make more uh, salary cap space for their team right now so they can go out and potentially sign more free agents or it makes sense for them to trade for the players that they're looking for based on that as well because it helps out the team that's receiving that player uh, just essentially just the same. A different amount of money travels with them in that case. So players like you mentioned, Richard Sherman, Melvin uh, Ingram, who's still Mm -hmm. on the market right now, these veteran players that may be looking for a place to land but are waiting for teams to make up the money, the salary cap space in order to be able to sign them, could see or have their phones ringing and essentially their market reopens as of June 2nd.
0: Yeah, and this is like one of those times where it actually is kind of smart to maybe kick the can down the road a little bit and and put off, you know, paying your bills because you're about to come into a whole bunch of more money. And that's kind of what teams have been doing this whole offseason. Do not, however... Do the same with your car. Do not put it off. You got to take care of that thing. Every 5,000 miles or every six months, that's the rule of thumb that my dad told me. Uh, depend- it's all totally different depending on your car. You got to get your oil changed. If you haven't gotten your oil changed in a while, if you're do it yourself or you want to save a buck, you can learn how to do your oil yourself. Pull up a YouTube video and when you need to actually order The oil itself, you can go to rockauto.com for that. Rock Auto is your one-stop shop for everything your car could possibly need. They have this huge, wide-ranging catalog where you can just enter your make, your year, and your model. They'll sort through everything to make sure you're only being recommended... Parts or supplies that are compatible with your car, and you can order it at a discount as well as compared to like a brick-and-mortar auto shop that's going to upsell their retail customers. Rock Auto is a family company. They don't want to do that to you. They just want to make sure your car gets taken care of. So head on over to rockauto.com, whether you're buying motor oil or jumper cables or anything else you would get at a brick-and-mortar auto shop. You can find it all right there, right in front of you. So go head on over to rockauto.com. And at checkout, there's a how you heard about us section. Make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Now, Ross, quick, first head coach fired in 2021 season. Hit me. Uh, It's got to be Mike McCarthy. Yep, that's Nailed well. He and, Vic, he and Vic Fangio are tied for the, for the front runners on BetOnline's I'll take, odds. I'll take my dub. Plus seven fifty, by the way, if you want to lay that down, it's pretty good for for a favorite. But Matt Nagy's up there, plus eight fifty. John Gruden, uh, plus a thousand, and then I'm not going to say who's next. (laughs) You can find those odds and everything else you could possibly think of to bet on. At betonline.ag. You can bet on the N- NBA or NHL playoffs, MLB games going on, or NFL futures like that one, where Julio Jones will end up, all sorts of interesting stuff. NFL playoffs specials, you know, is this team going to make the playoffs? Yes or no. It's free to make an account. You can do so on your mobile, on your desktop, and when you actually uh, put your money into gamble with, when you make your first deposit to betonline.ag, enter promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word. You get a fifty percent welcome bonus. That means for every hundred bucks you put in as part of your first deposit, you get fifty bucks extra on top of that free money to play with. That's at betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts.
1: All right, y'all. So continuing on with today's episode of Locked on NFL. Thank you very much for being here with us. Don't forget to go and check out and subscribe to the Locked on NFL YouTube page as well. Daily videos going up over there with a bunch of content as well as uh, some snippets from our live Sunday show as well, which you can catch over at the Locked on NFL YouTube page. Now, Luke, we set the scene already for what the June 1 or post-June 1 designation means and what the, how important this can be for teams and for players. So let's start off and we've got five potential post June. One transactions that could take place here over the next couple of days, and we're gonna uh, bring back one of our favorite segments: lock it or mock it. Which basically lock it, meaning that we buy it; mock it, meaning that we're selling on the idea. And we're gonna talk about which of these, whether or not these moves make sense for the franchise. So not necessarily predicting whether or not they're gonna happen, but do they make sense for the franchise? So let's start off with the one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest one. And of course, this all came to a head day one of the NFL draft. Uh, Green. Bay Packers and quarterback Aaron Rodgers, big rift there. And uh, the potential for Aaron Rodgers to be traded post-June 1 makes – A little bit of financial sense, but does it make sense for the franchise? So just to set the scene here, Green Bay would end up, if they traded him before June 1st, with a $31.6 million amount in dead money. If they trade him afterwards, that figure drops down to $14.4 million. Lock it or mock it, Luke, does this make sense if they have to trade him away? Uh,
0: If they have to, sure. You know, then, of course, do it after June 1st when the money makes a little more sense. But it never has made sense for Green Bay to get rid of it. They need to milk every drop of football they possibly can get out of Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you 100. percent This is a market for me. Obviously, if you have to trade him at this point with a timeline, you don't have a choice but to trade him post June one. You don't get to choose to retroactively mm-hmm. trade him, right? So I think that you know if it comes down to whether it's it's a good idea or a bad idea for the franchise to trade him away, very clearly a bad idea. Especially just like you said, they seem to be very much not sold on Jordan Love. I don't know how much of that is trying to placate to your quarterback, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, but you've kind of set yourself up for failure one way or another here. So I think that you you work out what you can when it comes to aaron Rodgers.
0: okay so next up we have the uh julio jones situation in atlanta so if you traded him you would take a 23 million dollar dead cap hit and you'd bake uh come out basically even you'd actually pay 200 000 more than you would just to keep him like more than his cap hit is right now if you traded him before this deadline after this deadline or at, on uh June 2nd tomorrow um the Falcons can actually save 15 million against their cap uh and then have to pay out the rest in 2022 for the Falcons do you see a way out of this is this a locket or a or a market for me this is locket um i, I think
1: i think after the uh after the undisputed scenario that took place mm-hmm. all with Shannon Sharp and the phone call and everything like that, like that is just not going to be a good um, culture or environment for Julio Jones to be a part of at this point. I mean, for him to just come out and say, nah, I'm out of there. I don't want to be there anymore. And then to like, you know, throw a little stray over at the Dallas Cowboys, which I love <laughs> so very much, but you know, it's to, just to have all of that go down the way that it did. So publicly, it feels irreparable at this point so for atlanta who was already kind of toying with the idea of potentially moving on from him anyway to save that money the 15 million dollars and they need to make some other moves and and you know worry about addressing some some spots over on the defensive side at this point you're kind of saving yourself from a potential bad culture situation and you're making the cap space that you need in order to, to trade. him. Do I think that trading him is a ridiculous situation under normal circumstances? Yes, but this feels like it's a little bit more abnormal now that the way that this is kind of played out thanks to Shannon Sharp in the phone call.
0: You know, I I'm on the other side. It's a mock for me uh, because they just took Kyle Pitts. They got Calvin Ridley. They have Matt Ryan. And it seems like they're trying to go for one last hurrah here. They're not blowing this thing up. So trading away Julio Jones right now seems super antithetical to the rest of the way that the Falcons have operated over not only this offseason, but the last few offseasons. Look, the time comes for everybody. Um, and maybe Julio Jones falls off a cliff in, in his age 32 year season that does happen to wide receivers and it does tend to come out of nowhere. You know, we don't need to have seen when we haven't seen any like signs of age from Julio Jones at all. And we don't need to. It kind of just happens. Um, so maybe they trade him away and then he gets really old and his new destiny. He goes to the Raiders and he gets really old there and, and he doesn't play as well or something. And, and maybe you look really great. You avoided a bunch of huge cap hits because he's under contract through his age 34 season. So there could be an argument, but I just don't see it. I, he's he's Julio Jones. You've got the most dynamic talent in the draft. I think bar none. Um, in Kyle Pitts, you you have Calvin Ridley, who is a wide receiver one in his own right, um, and even like a tight end two in Hayden Hurst, who is also a first round pick, who I, I don't think he's played like that, but he's a solid player. Um, and, and this this offense that you've built is ready to contend without Julio Jones. It's ready to be OK. And I just don't think. I think they put a lot of eggs in this basket and losing Julio Jones kind of puts a hole in the bottom of that basket.
1: Absolutely. Uh, up next, we've got, this one is kind of, kind of gone away a little bit, but let's revisit it. Russell Wilson from the Seattle Seahawks. It. It's a lot of, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I think let's Never just trade your right franchise quarterback. And, and especially not, especially like you don't trade your franchise quarterback and kind of the same thing as the Aaron Rodgers situation. Like, Trading your quarterback right before the season begins is not a good way to win games. (laughs) No. Like, just from a purely, like, let's look at this
0: fundamentally aspect of it, it just wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Ask the the Colts the year Andrew Luck retired. You don't want to be scrambling. And they'd be scrambling. Like, who's on their roster? Is Geno Smith going to take you to the promised land? Like, probably not. So, I mean, look, if you want to punt away the entire build of this and, like, if, if you trade... Russell Wilson, you might as well fire Pete Carroll right there. You might as well get rid of the entire thing and just build a whole new thing from the ground up. So maybe the worst contract on this list for us that we're that we're covering here is the Landon Collins contract. This is like kind of a disaster. He has cap numbers of uh, almost 17 million, 16, 17, 15 in the net over the next four years. And he's not playing up to that. He hasn't stayed healthy I I think we talked about this a little bit before we went on air here. I think Washington might have to Osweiler this, but again, post June 1st, they can do so without taking like so much of a cap penalty that they end up having to spend more to get rid of them than they do to keep him after this post June 1st deal. So is it worth it for Washington to Osweiler this, to send draft picks and Landon Collins to someone like Houston so that they can get rid of that contract?
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I think that is a worst case scenario for them. I'm gonna go mock it on this one, and I'll I'll also go so far as to mock even the idea of a release of Landon Collins until next season. Uh, it's just something to where like it it saves you a little bit of that dead cap down the road, but it kind of generates more problems than it's then it helps. You know what I mean? doesn't really alleviate anything. And he's been somebody that, yes, he hasn't been healthy or, or no, he hasn't been healthy, but he's also been serviceable when he's on the field and he hasn't been a liability to them as far as I know. And so when I look at this, I kind of go mock it for, for this cause it feels like it just creates more of an issue than anything else.
0: I think so too. And I think it's more just optimism about his health. Um, uh, you know he he had an achilles injury that really sucks but i think those tend to be worse than the bigger guys in the in the trenches versus a, a strong safety um and the thing about injuries a lot of times is you're injury prone until you're not i i'll again talk about i'll evoke kyle rudolph on this one again he missed half the season three years in a row early in his career and everybody kind of labeled him injury prone and then he had i think a start streak that broke a franchise record like sometimes it's just bad luck and, and and you come back in it's not like he's crazy old i mean he's gonna be 27 during the 2021 20, season uh, stick with it you made a big investment i say uh you know don't turn a short-term problem into a long-term one
2: yeah
1: absolutely absolutely and and the achilles injury is not as i mean that used to be a career render uh you know for for players uh that along with the acl injuries and that is no longer the case With the Mm -hmm. way that everything has advanced, with our ability to rehabilitate in the NFL, the technology around it, medical technology around it,
0: that is not. And substances we won't talk about on. on (laughs)
1: There, there are there are a lot of different ways. Let's say uh, (laughs) to uh, to to deal with that now and still be able to get back out on the field. Have their
0: methods. That's right. So that's far from everything that could happen uh, this week as the the deadline, June 1st deadline passes, uh, but we have a lot more to talk about with regard to fantasy. It is rookie draft season, so we're going to get Marcus Mosher on the line here, and we're going to talk about some of the more general stuff, get you ready for your fantasy uh, dynasty rookie drafts, and make sure that you're set to go if you haven't had it already. But before we do that, in my mailbox today, the day we record this, a brand new Built Bar flavor that I gotta try live on air. I have yeah, it. Yeah, right here, here we you go. Live hear reaction. It. Let's do it. Hear that?
1: I can Look confirm. At. I can confirm. We are Luke and I are on video. I can see that this is a Built Bar.
0: This is a Bilt Bar. That this
1: is a new flavor. It
0: is Grasshopper Cookie, which is like a supposed to be like a mint kind of thing.
1: Oh, you know, I'm sold.
0: Oh yeah, we're gonna cut out the chewing. <laughs> hey Ross, do you like thin mints? I love thin mints. Because that's a thin mint and a protein bar. Oh, yes. Here we go. Oh, yeah. I'm sold. I'm ready. So if you want to try that or any of the other lovely flavors and you don't want to feel too bad about it because Built Bar is low in sugar, low in calorie, high protein, high fiber. It's even keto friendly. If you're doing the keto thing, you can head over to builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. You get 15% off of your next order. That is at builtbar.com.
1: All right, everybody, Locked On NFL. It's Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's time for the Locked On NFL Fantasy Forum. So we're going to be joined today by Marcus Mosher of Locked On Cowboys and Locked On Dynasty Football at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. Marcus, thanks so much for coming through, man. Absolutely, Ross, not a problem at all. Appreciate you being here, buddy. We realize that we want to talk to you today about the latter half of your shows, as usual. Dynasty football, though, in particular, a lot of rookie drafts either already underway or right around the corner. So we figured we should talk about 2021 rookie draft strategies for Dynasty football players. What should Dynasty football folks have in mind as they embark upon their rookie drafts this season?
2: Yeah, it's a very interesting year because we've got some really good players at that- all four of the major offensive positions and the f- most important advice i can give is check your rules and your in your lineup stuff because if it's a two quarterback league the start of your rookie draft is probably going to be three or four straight quarterbacks if it's a tight end premium league or a start two tight end league you're probably going to be drafting Kyle Pitts at 101 uh it's it's a really good draft for receivers we've got a star running back in Najee Harris so you got to know how your how your league is set up before you go into that draft.
0: Yeah, and I guess when it comes to like the first pick, right? Because a lot, I have a one-one and a bad team.
2: Oh, I have one in several ones. It's not. It doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad team, but it's a pretty good indicator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I wasn't paying too much attention in December, so. <laughs> okay, but what do you do with the one-one? So. I, Two quarterback league, am I priced yep. into taking Trevor Lawrence? Like, do I just do that? Or is this a Najee Harris kind of thing or Travis Etienne? Is it a is is there something else that I'm I'm missing that I should go do? So if it's a two-quarterback league, I think you have to go
2: quarterback. And you mentioned Trevor Lawrence, and that's the safe play, right, Luke? However, there's a lot of people in dynasty leagues right now, uh, including myself and Kate Magic, who we do a show with, you know, twice a week on the Locked On Dynasty show. Uh, That believe that Trey Lance should actually be the quarterback drafting over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, We talk about that rushing ability all the time. You're in a Kyle Shanahan offense with a ton of playmakers Uh, where you, where you go. I don't, I'm not sure you can get it wrong, but if you're going quarterback early in a two quarterback league, that makes a ton of sense.
1: Now, is there any concern at all with him potentially not giving you immediate impact in 2021, depending upon who the starter is, or because it's the Dynasty League, you're okay with with that projection forward?
2: Yeah, that's exactly what it is, Ross, because if you're in a Dynasty League, you don't really care about the first six, eight, even 2020 season as a whole, right? If you're drafting Trey Lance at 101, you're drafting him because you get him the next 12 years. Uh, you're not going to be concerned about him potentially missing the first half of the season because of Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: So, what about outside of 2QB? Uh, who who are we thinking, like, let's just say normal, uh, you know, one quarterback or like super flex or kind of more standard builds? Who are the top, you know, two or three guys that you should be trying to target if you're in the yeah, top of the draft?
2: We know Najee Harris. He's in a great situation with Pittsburgh. Running backs traditionally go high in rookie drafts. Uh, Jamar Chase is actually the 101 right now, according to ADP that makes a lot of sense giving the targets that he's going to get in Cincinnati, but I'll be honest. I have a hard time going away from Kyle Pitts. I just think he's a unique talent Mm -hmm. at a position that doesn't have a a lot of top end guys, right? Travis, Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, Uh, Kelsey's in his thirties. George Kittle turns 28 and has an injury history. Darren Waller's 29. If you can get a, If you can get a Kyle Pitts at one on one and you lock that production, you know, tight end one uh, production for the next 10 years into your lineup, it's hard to pass on that.
1: Yeah. And especially,
0: you
1: know, even if Julio Jones doesn't get traded this year, you have to imagine the writing is on the wall in terms of the end of his time with the franchise. And you're going to see a lot of usage for Kyle Pitts in the future. Let's talk about folks that maybe aren't lucky enough to have sucked too much. Uh, and to have ended up in the early round or the early portion of the first round. What if you're in the middle of these rounds or
2: toward the end? Who are some of the maybe later round selections you should be looking at to start off your draft? Yeah, it's really interesting when it comes to running backs because after Najee Harris, there's a pretty big drop. Uh, We're seeing Travis Etienne go in the middle of the first round. How Jacksonville decides to use him, uh, that's really interesting. Javante Williams, who the Broncos traded up for uh, in the second round. I think that's a really interesting one. Uh, I'll, I'll give you one of my favorites, uh, another 49er Trey sermon, uh, a running back that the 49ers took in the third round. We know how great of a backfield that is, uh, when you're playing in Kyle Shanahan's offense. So you can typically get Trey sermon late first round, early second round would not be surprising if that's a high end RB two by the end of this season.
1: Marcus, I got one more for you here. At the wide receiver position, you mentioned it's a good year for wide receivers. So who are the ones that you're looking at at the top and who is maybe, uh, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to get one of the top guys, who should you be targeting in the later portion of the rounds or moving into the second?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting because after Jamar Chase, there's a lot of discussion about who should be wide receiver two in, you know, in dynasty football, whether that's Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddell, who the Dolphins basically traded two first round picks to go up and get I really like Elijah more with the jets. He he's just everything you want from a slot receiver. He's so dynamic after the catch. Uh, I think he's going to get a bunch of targets. We've seen what Jamison Crowder has done in that offense over the last two years. I think some, if you can get him after the top seven, eight picks, uh, I think that's a fantastic value.
0: Makes a ton of sense. Hey, Marcus, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out and talk dynasty football. Absolutely. Thanks fellas. And you can find Marcus, At Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter, of course, on the Locked On Dynasty podcast. All right, everybody, make sure you go check out the Locked On Today podcast. The NFL is in its offseason, but nothing else is. The MLB is going on. There's two playoffs going on in NHL and NBA. It's that time of year. So go check out Peter Bukowski. 20 minutes every single morning. He'll get you caught up on everything you need to know. For Locked On NFL, I'm Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings here with Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints. We'll be back tomorrow. Tony and James are going to take care of you. Until then, we will see you here on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast network, your team every day.